We can talk about that. What, the, the <coughs> vagina of the 50-foot woman? Yeah. Somewhere warm the state night. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, I could probably fit a whole village in there. She's 50 foot. Imagine the size of that thing. Nah. She'd get, she'd get a car I'll in tell there. you what, you'd be able to find the clip pretty easy. Oh, couldn't miss it. Oh, yeah, it's speed up. <laughs> speed up. Sand dune. Yeah. What else is on there? Metropolis Moon Base. Hydra. Huh? Hydra. Deep. When worlds collide. Oh, I won't drink Jack's because I've already had a few beers and I'll have to drive. I will then. All right, but I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll have one for you, babe. Yeah, as you do. Do you want Pepsi, Diet Cola, Zero or Coke? Zero. I'll go the Zero. Dum, 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 dum. I tell you, I'm going to regret that pizza tomorrow. Good. No, only yeah. because I'm not supposed to be eating wheat. Oh, really? Mm. Oh god, this could be dangerous. Was that you telling that story? Yeah. I think we told you it in our last podcast. No, we didn't. I wasn't in that. Are you sure? sure? I think we did tell it in the podcast. No, because I listened to it the other day and then you never recorded in the time. I saw it. Right. Oh. Yeah. Pack of a fifty foot woman in her vagina and her clitoris yeah. and yeah. Yeah. So, it's what we love. Yeah. Right. Yeah. G'day and welcome to another special edition of Stacks Podcast. You wouldn't believe it, I've got two of my favourite interviewees in the studios once again. Now I know it was only one series ago or maybe two <laughs> series ago that I had these guys in, but I have so much fun talking to these two, just had to get them back. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners of Stacks Podcast, please welcome back the beautiful, the one and twonely <laughs> Jess and Corey Hodgett. <laughs> I feel the weight lift off my shoulders And now I finally Found my place, but I've read of some opinions and people write it on their face. Oh, write it on their face. Now I'm on a wave, and I'm riding it to the end. No one ever.
That core no. album, yeah, from Stone Temple, and yeah. I, I thought Purple, the core, and Cracker Man, and those songs were just awesome. I thought Number Four was a good album. Yeah, you know the black one with the star on the front. Yeah, but still, like you sit there and go, "Come on, tell me five songs off that album." You know, everyone can tell you five songs yeah, off core. Yeah, core's what launched them. I guess it's like Dirt with Alice in Chains, even though they mm. had facelift before. Mm. Dirt was the album that everyone goes, oh, I love I that album. Chains, Dirt. It's a great yeah. album. Yeah. It's one of my favourite albums. Like, if I'm having a really bad week or a really bad day, no shit, like, I will go draw a bath, light a few candles, get a bottle of wine, and listen to that album. Five yeah. times a week, she'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the other two days a week, well, he's out of the house, so that's why I don't need that at album. Least, at least you had a break during that honeymoon period, which was what? Three days? No, you don't even. Seventy-two hours at you best. You know it's not a honeymoon period when you're in a bath, isn't it, Alison? Yeah, something's <laughs> not quite right. No, I just hey, love that I, fucking if, album. If I'm in a bath with some Alison Chains, things are great. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Thank you. That was a high For five. Yeah, uh, listeners out there that couldn't visualise what went on there, and that was a <laughs> symptomatic high five. That was the worst high five I've ever received in my life, and I deal with six-month-old children yeah. on a daily basis. And that was the worst high five I've had to deal with. Thanks. Let's try that again. Oh! 
<laughs> we keep missing. How many yummy I got mitts on me like baseball mitts? Oh my god. I don't know. We just, I just, I just don't have it. I reckon I should out wait, wait, high ready? five all together. I'll high five myself. Oh. oh, gee, you just like totally. I'd just like it. to apologise to all the listeners yeah. out there that can't listen to us anymore because their uh, speakers are now collapsed. Yeah, sorry about that. From the high five. Okay. Hello, and welcome back to Test Your Tweeter. <laughs> There you go. Jeez, take that out, you like it? Hello, yeah. I'm here to test your tweeter. <laughs> Tweet up. So uh, from us three here, Scotty Whelan, rest in peace, my friend. Yeah. Thank you for all those years of good music. Thank you in particular for the uh, core album. Yes. And you did, like, you know, supply us all with a lot of, um, you know, news about his addiction and stuff like that too. So not only did he represent in the music form, but he, he lived like a true uh, rock star junkie. Yes. And, you know. As opposed to just a regular junkie? No, as opposed to just a regular rock star, <laughs> which there isn't too many I was going to say, what? Yeah, just Actually, that. there isn't any. <laughs> That's my favourite era of music. What's that? What, rock Alice in Chains. Yeah. Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. And they're all heroin addicts. <laughs> and three of the main guys are dead. Yeah. Wayne Staley. Yeah. Kirk Cobain and now Scott Whelan. They're the three that really stood up as the... Stained. Yeah, but Kirk Cobain, like, well, supposedly killed himself. Nirvana. Supposedly. Pearl Jam. Yeah. yeah. All that, just for me, that was the... I don't think music has ever been... For, that's just my personal opinion. I'm comparing it to maybe Kanye West. <laughs> well, Do you know you what? Know, Compared got... to Kanye West, again, I work with six-month-old children and uh, they did do better than him. <laughs> so... You know, I... I did love Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Mother Love Bone, bands like that. Not all that scene, but there was a few that I thought stood out. But for me, the hard rock glam scene and everything about that era, whether it was glam or the speed metal or whatever, that to me was my favourite period. And what it was like when Nirvana and that come through, it kind of felt like it was a big, everyone's partying out, warrant, bands like that. Everyone's having a good time, everyone's drinking, doing drugs, doing women and all that kind of stuff. And it was almost like you're at this party and then all of a sudden three guys with fucking cardigans come walking in and he, they're he like, go, go home guys because we want to do drugs and be all depressing and, and just killed the party. Can I, can, That's what it felt like Can I just me. say one thing though? Like, cause, I mean, I'm not obviously... <clears throat> as... You weren't even born yet. So the fuck What? <laughs> No, but I mean, I I'm not like a huge Nirvana fan or anything like that. But I really respect Kurt Cobain as an artist. I, I do I, now. I think, not then, I didn't. I, I I think he's he's probably one of the most underrated lyricists of his time. I think he he's probably one of the most dedicated musicians, um, probably out there. I mean, he made things happen for himself in in correlation with dealing with his own personal demons and. You know, I think there's a lot of behind-the-scenes shit that we're not made aware of. But at the end of the day, whether you like grunge, whether you like glam, whatever, he, in a, as an artist himself, he fucking killed it, man. Like, he was a great artist. It kind of makes you think then, okay, so with Kurt Cobain, yeah. he, the music came from within. Yes, absolutely. And it, and it didn't come from the angle of, I want to be a rock star. No. It came and from that actually of, caused I'm, kind of his downfall because he didn't he didn't want to be a rock star. Yeah, and it came from like oh, oh, I'm suffering. I have I have issues. I mean, he grew up in a small a small sort of town, and 
he was a little bit. I mean, yeah, I, think, I think it would be tough to grow up in a small American town. Well, not not just that. His just, parents ping ponged him back and forth. Yep. Um, he had mental issues. He yep. actually, he really did. Yep. He had he had he, severe depression had from, from a very young age. age. From a very young age, he had severe depression, and he actually had a physical ailment as well, which fed his physical and mental um, diseases. I guess you could say, because when you're down physically, you're down mentally. If you're down mentally, you're down physically. So they fed each other. But at the end of the day, he still persevered. And well, we actually watched the um, the Kurt Cobain documentary just recently, and there's this, there's this, like there's a lot of flashes of like art that he did when he was a kid or a teenager or letters that he wrote or you know, lyrics whatever and and there was one thing that caught my eye and I actually rewound it and I paused it and it was a letter to Dave Grohl when they just started out saying Dave you met you said that when you were going to be a part of the band that the distance that you lived from us was not going to be a problem well it is we need to rehearse five days a week minimum to be successful as a rock band and we need to do this and we need to and he was very like specific as to how he wanted his band members to be wow so me just seeing that tiny bit of insight it just really showed Axel Rose was like that yeah they're very similar in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and just Axel doesn't have the dependency ended up being rock stars but couldn't deal with the fact that they were rock stars you know because they just wanted to make music I I mean you get the feeling from Glam because it's just so Pompous, can be the problem. Can. The, the problem that is they are they doing it for the drugs, money, and fast living. The problem with glam, no. expression of themselves. The first wave of glam, which was in the seventies, that happened. That was just which was kind thing. of influenced. But by when punk the second well. wave came through in the beginning of the eighties, mm. it was more like they were rebelling against what was going on at the time, which was the cars wearing the skinny ties and the short hair the and everything. Key was, you know, keyboards and all that. that. They were actually going against that and they were using a bit of the punk element yes. and a bit of the old hard rock element yep. to create what that ended up being. <clears throat> For the first bunch of years in the 80s, it worked a treat. Hey, even Guns N' Roses, even Guns and Roses did the glam thing for about yeah. a six-month period. But what happened was, once it became did- big, then they started going for every other band that was like that. And there was millions of them. So then we ended up, I, I guess there was a couple of different um, phases of that where, first of all, we had Bon Jovi coming through and White Steak and all that became big. I wouldn't Europe. consider Bon Jovi but, a glam <clears throat> band, though. By the time we got to the Pop mid to late maybe. 80s, they were... They had the hair in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. But everybody had the hair. I had the hair in the 80s. And I was five. It got watered down towards the end of the 80s because record companies were signing every band that had long hair and sounded like that. So it got weaker and weaker and weaker, yeah. which allowed grunge to come in and kind of... If you if you listen to Molly Crew's first album, right, it's punk rock. It's punk rock, pure and simple. It's raw, it's real. It's my favourite album of theirs. It's just, like, it's amazing. Too fast for love. It's so fucking good. And, and, really and, and I mean, I mean, I love, actually. I love the majority of all of Motley Crue's albums, even like the John Karabi stuff that a lot of Motley Crue fans go, because ah, it's not Vince. Ah. But it's a great fucking album. But my favorite album of all time is Too Fast for Love because it's just them in their raw element. They recorded it in like three like days. It was they were drunk <laughs> half the time. That was just all punk. And I'm not a huge punk fan, but I like punk rock. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And that, to me, was the quintessential punk rock album. And that whole scene really stood so, for let's yeah. fucking party and yeah. not give a fuck about anyone and else. And that's why they wore the eyeliner in the hair. They were like, you know what? I don't yeah, give a shit like if I look like a girl. I mean, 
how how manly would it be to, to be actually fucking do that? Honestly, I mean, you, if you look at it in a different way, like, all right, they look like girls, not that bad. Would you do it? And how much of a man? Think about, think about. <laughs> you know think, what I mean? Think but about, it became a trend, so it was easy for people to jump on that after a while. Well, I guess, uh, I mean, it wasn't tight. Uh, uh, yeah, because, I mean, the whole thing there, you had the chest hair, you had the big physiques, you had the sort of bravado. Like, like the man of wars. Not, not <laughs> the androgyny of, say, David Bowie. But look Prior how well David Bowie did. Yeah, but I mean, he, he, what I'm he, saying is he had that androgynous yes. sort of aspect yeah. with the hair, the makeup, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So he kind of borderlined on sexuality where where you're right, although they wore the hair, the makeup, and they did do they these things, the they were all about women. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, and even Nikki Six. Sign of been... the times. It was such a the eighties. Everyone just wanted to do everything bigger, better, mm. and it's so everyone was just doing the bigger stage shows and the. But more even pyros. even Nikki Six has said, you know, like you, you know, got rock bands before him. You know, that were the tough quintessential. You know, rock men with the hair on their chest and yeah, I'm a man kind of thing. And you know who came to their gigs? Men, other men, because chicks didn't want to see a guy on stage thrashing himself around like a fucking idiot. But when girls saw the guys wearing the makeup and the hair and being all kind of sexy and the guys still got it because the music was rock and roll but the girls liked it because the guys were caring about their appearance and like you said, androgynous, you know, they got the girls. I mean, how many, yeah. how many chicks are you going to pick up going to a Slayer concert? Well, I guess uh, I'm, what I was thinking of straight away and I think maybe because I'm a fan of the Joe Rogan podcast and I, I remember him saying this one day and I just totally agreed with, yeah, you're bang on was, let's talk Rob Halford, yeah. Judas Priest, yeah. and how everyone was like, man, Rob Halford, he's the man, look at him, yeah. he's, he's, he's wearing all that black leather, yeah, and he's, he he's looking bad, yeah, and all yeah. that kind of stuff, and look at him, he's coming out of it, and he's looking yeah. hardcore, and how badass does this guy look? Yeah. Ten years down the track, everyone finds out Rob Halford likes the boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah and not only that, <laughs> yeah. he got all of his costumes from the underground gay adult shops. Yeah. But yeah, That's it, where it got yeah, you, you, you're spot on because so it's a different, it's a different take again. Like it's a you could you could yeah. go to someone that's right into all that heavy stuff and go, oh, well, yeah, what do you reckon of Poison, Bon Jovi, and all that? And I'll go, oh, they just pull because whatever. But you, you say, look, well, what about Judas Priest? Oh, fucking Priest, like Priest. But you <laughs> yeah. know, so they're kind of they're missing the point of what exactly is going on. Look, at the end of the day, it should just be about the music. Yeah, and, exactly. And even though like there were there were certain bands. In the eighties, I'm like, yes, I know, I wasn't born yet, but I, you know, I've done my legwork, and and um, you know, there were certain bands, bands that were not only good, but knew how to ride the wave, yeah. and and bands like London and Motley Crue knew how to ride the wave. Nicky Six was very, very smart, and he knew exactly what the crowd wanted. At the same time, he was putting his music out there, and he put good quality fucking music out there, while sort of semi, and I say this in quotation marks conforming to what was being seen as the new wave. You know what I mean? So he was doing the hair, doing the makeup, doing the clothes, but putting this kick-ass music out there at the same time. The glam scene was big enough to make Metallica move north. (laughs) So, yeah. I mean, and I remember hearing an interview where James Hetfield was going, oh, we remember running into Motley Crue on the Sunset Strip back in the early days and we used to chase after Nicky Six with his high heels on and I'm thinking... Nicky Six beat the shit out of you. So, <laughs> what, you didn't, you didn't catch him? <laughs> You're going to beat him up but you didn't catch little, him? Little Ranger boy standing outside the club alone while Nicky Six has got all the chicks. Who was that? Uh, James, James Hetfield. Metallica had a massive problem because they were from LA initially. Yep. They had a massive problem with the fact that they couldn't get into the scene 
because everybody else was doing the hard rock thing and they were being metal. Well, not just that. Like, can you imagine Lars and James freaking dressing up like Nikki Six and freaking Vince Neil? Like, they were ugly Lars enough as it was. Into, <laughs> what James oh, would have. Nah. But yeah, they were pretty sort of freckly, pimply, oh. nerdy You've looking seen guys. Their first album, yeah. Their yeah. album cover Kill for their all. first album is just all. like they actually got a lot of sales for their album because people will look at the album and go, "Those guys are fucking ugly. They M- must play all right. Must be great." Yeah, seriously, why a lot of people <laughs> bought their album? Because Lars has got he has adult acne, so he had bad some, acne back then. Some potential. And then you've got the friggin' um, James with his stupid little thinning <laughs> mullet. Like, already back then, it was already thinning. It was like a skullet in disguise. Even all you hardcore Metallica fans out there, you know we're right. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know we're right. Oh, they're legendary, you know. Oh, but, look, look they're, they're, they're probably, if you're just going to blanket metal, they're probably the most popular metal band of all time. Yeah, and I reckon, you know what? I reckon a lot of it's got to do with the actual name of the band, Metallica. It's, per- it's a perfect It's name. a perfect name. And I reckon that name, got people would go, Metallica, oh, that sounds you know, so cool. What do they sound like? You know, you know what's <laughs> really funny? Like, to kind of digress a tiny bit, you know that Steve Hughes DVD that we love? Steve Hughes is an Australian comedian who used to play in metal bands. Mortal Sins. Um, anyway, like, there's a, there's a bit in one of his skits where he's talking about Slayer fans. And... He's saying about how it's, it's 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 a different genre onto itself. Like when you're walking down the street and you see a perfect stranger and they're wearing a Slayer shirt, and you just go Slayer, yeah. and and they know like you don't have to say anything. Or that happened to me. The, well, I didn't actually do it, but I saw someone walking down the street the other day with a Slayer shirt on, and I was I just like I was so close to going Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> didn't. Okay, but it's true. Like you see someone wearing a Slayer shirt and you know they get it. You know, like. Here's a weird thing. When I was 12 and 13 years old, when these bands were really doing their thing, I was into pop. Mm. Right. I was into Boy George. Nothing wrong with Boy George. I was into Run DMC. Mm. I was into... um, I I went to a Madonna concert, I think, when I was 13 or 14. Yeah. Yeah. Duran Duran, you must have been. Uh, no, not really. Why are you I, kidding? No, nah, I was great a, band. But uh, what? Uh, Fine Young Cannibals. Wow. Thought they were great. Fuck me. Do you um, want to know one of the first, the first, <laughs> one of the first albums I ever owned? And and look at me now, and I look yeah. back, I look back at bands like that and think awesome, and I missed them during their prime. I just didn't. Yeah, but you know what? You got what you. I was a massive get. Run DMC fan. Beastie yeah. Boys. Yeah. Two Live Crew. I must admit, back then I think I was more hip hop than anything. Yeah. Oh, I used to be well into my hip hop when I was like 14. 13. For the record, I was never. <laughs> yeah. I just want to put that across. Yeah. <laughs> one, one of the first albums I ever owned was TLC Crazy Sexy Cool. And look, I will say this loud and proud I think that is a fucking fabulous album. They've got a lot of good songs on there, a lot of positive messages for kids today and tomorrow and yesterday. But, you know, just because you didn't like something back then and like it now doesn't make it. Any less significant. <laughs> I look back at a lot of stuff from the eighties, the pop stuff, and I like it a lot more. Like back then, I took it for granted because you heard it all the time. Yep. But I had my music yeah. I like. Yeah. Now, you're one of it's... the guys at school with the black shirts and the long hair. And... Yeah, yeah. But now, look, I love Spandau Ballet. I love that. Spandau Ballet, are that, they awesome. are fucking they are good. very good. Yeah. Um, he sounds better now than he's ever sounded. Duran Duran, I have so I liked them then, but. Now I probably even like them more than I did. Probably because we've got a lot of Ballet, they've done that. I know 
This much is true. Um, We're just done. Fuck all for our album sales. You can't believe in your soul. You've got the power to know. You're indestructible. Great. Always Always believing. You've got the Live Aid DVD. Yeah. Oh, mate. They are awesome live. Oh, that's on rotation here at the the venue. Yeah. But look, honestly, at the end of the day, like, I feel the same as you. Like, I feel like I missed a lot because I was looking at other things when I was growing up. But the things that I were looking at shaped me. You know, I listened to Meatloaf as an eight-year-old child. <laughs> that, was, did, was, that didn't shape you, though. I, no, but oh, I, I Meatloaf. No, 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 no. No, but I was listening to that kind of shit. But at the same time, I was listening to Alanis Morissette and The Beatles and Whitney Houston. And I was listening to all these weird things like current and then... Pr- you know, past that, you know, dictated the kind of artist that I became, you know, and I, I learned to sing from listening to those albums and learn about rock and roll through Jimmy Barnes and, you know, like shit that, you know, might not be considered cool, I could but, you know. I could, no, but I that was considered cool. That was considered cooler than what I was getting into at the Jimmy time. Jimmy Barnes? Yes. You know, what I, you know what I love is that we can all sit here and sing a song or five yeah. or more of songs from back in that era. Yeah. Because yeah. when you, when, I think when you're between, say, seven, eight, nine years old through to your early adolescent teenager sort of age, yeah, I think that's when, because you're going through so much shit and you tend to... You retain want, it. You retain it, but yeah. you want to relate, it relates to certain yeah. times and events. Yeah. For some reason, your mind, like, I, I listen to songs now, I think are great. Like, Ed Sheeran's song, uh, a couple of songs he does, I think are fantastic, but... Mm. I've been trying to learn the words for weeks, and I just they're just not sinking in. Yeah, yeah, right. But back then, I'd I'd listen to it on the radio once or yeah. twice. But I think you totally immerse yourself in yeah. it. Yes. And I think that's why you take on the like. I could sit here and sing a whole Whitney Houston song right now. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. I actually did the cliche standing in front of the mirror with the friggin' uh, hairbrush singing. You know. You know. I have nothing, 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 you know, and like really feeling the words. See, I had a cricket bat doing smoke on the water. That that was just me. Actually, I want to get back to the Whitney. You're not going to believe this. What? It was was a sad day. I was at a funeral recently of a a friend that passed away, and he uh, was what we call in Australian circles a hard man. And he was a kickboxer and a rugby league player, and... He, he prided himself a lot on being a physically tough guy and his friends were all physically sort of tough kind of blokes and hard as nuts and, you know, look at them sideways, they'll knock your block off sort of kind of blokes, yeah. you know. And uh, I, was, I, I played at the funeral. I played at the funeral. Yeah. And, and, well, no, sorry, not at the wake. Yeah. They asked yeah. me to play at the wake and I used to play for him and all his mates back then. This is years ago when I was kicking off and dragging a guitar around with me every fucking where I went. Not, yeah. Doesn't happen so much nowadays. Mm. But um, So, yeah, I'm playing at the wake. And this is about a 1,000 beers in. And the blokes are getting to the stage of cuddling each other and going, oh, man, love you, man. Like these blokes that never express themselves like this. Yeah. And I had this guy come up to me who is a, a kickboxer who fought, you know, for, I think, world titles and definitely Australian titles. And... Still as hard as nails, come up to you guys. Oh, bro, I've got a request if you can sing this song for me. And he wanted um, The Greatest Love of All by oh, Whitney yeah. Houston. Right, wow. Much to his surprise, 
I've just smashed it out. I've sung that song on yeah. the guitar. I don't know where it come from. I've not even thought about that song since the 80s, but that's getting back to what I was saying about it retains, how, how yeah. I've retained it. Yeah. And I've just sat there and I go, oh, I've got to use the two, okay, chords, okay, that'll be a G, middle D. All right, there's a C in there, walks down, A minor, simple, let's go. Yeah. And then started singing it. You're like, where did that come from? Yeah, and I had at least 12 or 13 guys arm in arm embrace with each other wow. that if you said, mate, you're a dickhead, would just knock your block off yeah. or cuddling each other, crying their eyes out. Yeah. Okay, so you at, do, you at, do at a Whitney Houston song, you know. You do so. realise at the Christmas party you're going to have to sing that. The greatest love of all. Oh, yes. That, is, that will be your Christmas gift to me, I think we'll record it. I'm serious. If you don't I'll sing look, that song, I'll I will look cry. deep into your eyes, Jess. I will make love to you through my song. Oh, I love it. I love it. Give it to me, oh, puppy. I will give it to your long song and sweet night shadow. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there you go. Like, but it, do we have it these days? I mean, what is it? I'm out of touch. We're all old. I hate to say it. We're all old. So what are the young dudes doing? Like, I mean, we like, had, you had the metalheads, then you had like the surfy dudes, then you had the, the guys that were sort of... Look, Dubstep was here for about ner- a minute. A bit nerdy and they were into like the pop stuff. Dub, they were into the boy George. Dubstep and... was here for about a minute. I hated it. Um, the only the only Dubstep thing that I liked... I loved it. Was Yeah, he did. Um, the only Dubstep thing that I liked was when Korn did an album with Dubstep. Really? I, yeah. Yeah. Fucking wicked. It was really good. A few bands that played around um, that But that's the only really dubstep good. that I liked. Everything else kind of, to me, sounded like a Mario Brothers um, Nintendo 64 game. <laughs> um, but, you know, like each of their own. Like, I'm not going to dispute anybody that gets some kind of spark of artistic creativity from, you know, something that sounds new to them. To me, it didn't sound new. To me, it sounded like a Sega, you know, Sony game or whatever but to other people it sounded fresh and new so that's great but that lasted for about a minute amongst the youth I, I think um, Ed Sheeran is quite big at the moment I, I think um, Megan Trainer is, is, is apparently quite big um, Adele but, used to be quite big she's lost a lot of weight now <laughs> Bob Bomb can you hear Sorry. the crickets chirping I can just out the door but um, yeah, um, no she's good she's great <laughs> Look, there's no, there's nobody out there. There's, there's nobody out there, as far as I know, creating too massive a wave. Um, but like Corey said, we, we we don't we don't watch mainstream TV. We don't listen to the radio. Uh, it's we're we're both kind of out of it in that regard because every time we do turn on the radio or the television, to be honest with you, it just sounds like shit. Pretty depressing. Hey, what was that? Uh, was it? What was that festival that was on that just travelled around Australia recently for the, all the doof doof lovers? The uh, future, not set, music. future music was it that one? Yeah. Oh, Did you see any of the footage? I think I might have been in Sydney. Oh, and there was a fight. The big oh, big fight yeah, broke yeah, out. I did see that. But did you see the? Okay, I'm gonna have a crack at a few people here. Did you see the type of guy that was there? This is one I one thing I want to talk about. Okay, so so just for the people at home and, and for Jess, what happened was Future Music, bit of a big doof doof event. Yeah. Doof, doof. Obviously everyone is peeling to the eyeballs. Yeah. Um, for those of you that don't know what doof doof music is, doof 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 doof. Yeah, and if people don't know what peeling is, then look it up on Google. <laughs> look it up on Google. Yeah, yeah. Google that too. Google that too. Yeah, so there was uh, plenty of, uh, well, the, we, I think it was Sydney where that young girl died. What? She, 
She overdosed at Sydney. Uh, that's not the one that was in the video clip where she's lying on the ground and that fight's breaking out around her. No, what? no, that was a guy that was laying on the oh, ground. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. So what happened was um, there was a young girl, a young Asian girl, I believe she was a chemist, oh, died God. at the at the event. And she well, took, then she should know they, better. They seem to think she took MDMA, some ecstasy, drank a little bit much alcohol and basically heart failure or something like so that. Just so stock it look, up. We, we don't know exactly. You guys listening may know better and, and that's cool. So but And she I was saw a some, chemist, don't I think so. Don't quote me on it, but I think she was. But there was a there was a bit of footage that come out of that. Um, and basically it was about fifteen really muscled up tattooed guys. Now, this is the question, and this is where I'm I'm having a crack at some people, and I don't give a fuck, is uh, these guys that were muscled up, running around with their shirts off, are they there for the music? Yeah. Are they really there for the music? Are they there? And and that's the thing, like, how many people went to Woodstock just because everyone else is going, or how many people went to Woodstock because Jimi Hendrix was playing? Because yeah. the band was playing. Because, people went to Woodstock because they knew they'd free weed. I think in, in this day and age, people will go to a festival and not even necessarily know any of the bands that are playing. But their friends are going, they're all going to do drugs. So it's kind of more of an open thing where a Soundwave festival, on the other hand, people are probably more dedicated to go and see bands. I'll, you I'll, know? I'll, con- I'll confess a little secret. I got, I got given a free ticket. This is before I met Corey. I was actually with my ex. Uh, we got free tickets for, I think it was Future Music or one of those kind of festivals. And Kanye West was headlining. Yep. And at the time, he just released that um, Stronger song, which I actually kind of like. That, 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 don't kill me, can only make me stronger. That song, right? And I kind of like that song, right? You edit that bit out. No, it's actually, <laughs> shut up. No, it's actually quite, a, that album itself has a couple of good songs on it. I'll, I'll give him that. We'll do a remix on it. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we got given these free tickets. And... Um, there wasn't much going on in regards to music that I liked. So we were just all kind of hanging around and, you know, waiting for Kanye West to come on. And his mother had just just died like two months before. And he had mum tat- uh, shaved into his, you know, back of his head. We thought this is going to be a really powerful performance, you know. Cypress Hill opened for Kanye. Oh, that's worth going for. Cypress Hill fucking killed it. That's worth going They for. were amazing. Like, I was right up there and they were just... Fucking awesome, and I almost got like, I almost got suffocated by the people that were like behind us because they were just really like full on and violent, and I'm really little and whatever. But we stuck it out, stuck it out for Kanye. The Cypress Hill was oh my god, amazing. Kanye West came out, and oh my god, he was so so boring, like so boring to the point where I just turned to my partner at the time and I just gone, you know, like this isn't worth it. Let's just go. And but the thing was that what I'm getting to is like what you were saying before is you know a lot of people don't go for the music they go for the hooking up of the chicks or the drugs or the hype to say hey I saw Kanye West and I was in the front yeah. row or whatever but at the end of the day the quality was not there there was one act that whole day it was a whole day of festivities and the only act that stands out in my mind was the opening act for a main performance which is kind Cypress of sucky. Cypress Hill owned it. They got some great beats. They owned it. Insane in the membrane. Insane in the membrane. Yeah, they were great. They were great. They sounded exactly the same live as they do on those old CDs. (laughs) They weren't Millie Vanilling it. (laughs) (laughs) But Kanye was just like this on stage. Yeah. So it looks in this video that they're all, a lot of these guys are juiced up. 
what to the gills, yeah. just pumped up. Go there, someone does something, they're all angry. Next thing you know, they're swinging for the fences. Like, man, that just didn't happen in the sixties. You know, if there was a, if there was a blue, you know, it was the Hell's Angels being a little bit over yeah. the top. Yeah. Although, what was that DVD that we just watched recently? We're talking the Rolling Stones. That yeah, was that was talking the, about. That was the um. That was a seventies. Seventy-two. The Rolling Stones the tried to put on a free San concert. Francisco. Yeah, they tried uh, to do like fuck, a. I forgot what it's called now. Yeah, they tried to do like a, a remake of uh, Woodstock. Woodstock. For the and it West ended Coast. up being just a total. Someone died. Someone got shot. No, stabbed. 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 That's right. Is the that guy, where the Hell's Angels went? Yeah, yeah. Security no, the, the, for the, it. the Hell's Angels yeah. security. But the guy that What's got killed, called, the guy that got killed, pulled out a gun, and that's why he got stabbed. Right. Because they thought he was going to go shooting people. Not to say that that's an excuse, but he got stabbed and then he died. Um, but the footage is pretty raw, hey. Yeah. On that doco, yeah. like it's you look, you're watching it, and you're just like, "Holy fucking shit!" Like, so, imagine being in the band and watching all this shit go on, and know that you literally are powerless. You're powerless. Well, that's just the perfect segue into the next thing to talk about. The just what happened with the Eagles of Death Metal, and in France, can you let's just have a talk about? Oh, do we really want to go there? <laughs> the false flag issue of the France attacks. The false flag issue of the of the France attacks. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, maybe. Oh, this is well. That'll lead us into our conspiracies. <laughs> we do love a conspiracy yeah, on, we'll just on stacks. We'll keep it on the level there. But I, I um, I, I watched the Vice documentary of the guys from Eagles, Josh Holm, and oh, sorry, the name escapes me. Yeah, um, uh, the other guy. The other guy. <laughs> yeah, that boy. Sorry, that one. Sorry, with the hair you. and the eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but they they were all shaken up. I mean, to to witness what they did. Oh, look, I'm not saying that there, there weren't things that happened there and they weren't lives lost or whatever, but it was a false flag attack. Oh, I think the whole thing with ISIS is a, is a major. Look, ISIS is funded by America. By That's the way, right. So. I mean. All right, which leads us into our conspiracies. <laughs> so, uh, conspiracies, hey? Let's talk about what America is doing as far as ISIS goes from our point of view. Oh. So we seem to think that America has funded all this stuff to go on with, the, uh, with, with the Islamists there's and no, ISIS. There's, there's no doubt about it. And they're doing it all for... But what's their agenda? Their agenda... Control, war, terror, fear. They're going to put as much fear in the world as new possible. New world order. Well, the, the ultimate goal is and new world order. We, Europe's kind of getting a bit flooded with all these people escaping from Syria and shit going on in Turkey, obviously, with Turkey getting involved and Russia getting involved. It's just turning into a big mess. And I think, in a way, um, it's, it's, it's kind of... It's been heading this way. It's not for a even while. recent events. Though. I mean, you, you just have to go back like 30, 40 years, and you, you, you know, Americans funded, you know, um, what's his face that just died not long ago? Um, Saddam. Saddam. You know, they, 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 you know, they supplied supplied Saddam Hussein with, ma- well, with they, weapons, they and before the that, they they supplied the same country, different leader, with mustard gas. You know, and then now they're funding ISIS. Who, and we watched a doco not long ago, for the life of me, I can't remember what it was that we watched. It might have been on YouTube, it might have been a doco that we got. I'm not sure, but ISIS were, and I say this in quotation marks, a radical group that 
you know, would have died out by now. They, they were like, you know, 250 to 500 people long. And they, they had no money, no weapons, and no nothing, and, and America funded them. And if, if it wasn't for America, they wouldn't be around anymore. And they've, they've fed this fear into the American culture, and now ISIS is America. I think, I think and it's just for, thank God for Russia. Because well, I think Russia are going to be the ones that are going to pull America up on their bullshit. And, and that's what they're doing, basically. Putin's in with America, babe. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't he know is. about that. He is. He's in. I think they're all in with each other because it's all about the new world order and it's all about... Not every not country about... wants that. Yeah, well, you'd be surprised. I know. North Korea don't want it. North Korea. <laughs> North Korea. That's why they've, they've got their own little thing going. They don't want anything to do with the rest of the world. North. I don't know what I saw, but it was like something with North Korea, how they, they, someone went over to do some documenting or filming over there and they staged like this restaurant. It might be another Vice documentary where Vice went into North Korea and they said, oh, come on over. And, that, and they had like people serving them food and they've got this beautiful big banquet place and this guy basically is the only one in it. And then oh, in walks another couple and they sit down at a table in this huge hall and there's only those and the people are coming out and it just all seems so fake. They're serving the dishes and he kind of glances over and you could see the couple pretending to be a couple, but every now and then they'd be like looking at the <laughs> uh-huh. oh. at the film crew like, yeah, yeah. we're watching you. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> that is a strange-ass country, yeah. man. That is, it's it's... And you know what? No one really knows anything. Oh, we've all got this image of Kim Jong Un and um, what we think, you know, like. Well, he's like happens best, there, but we really don't. But he's know what's best going mates with that friggin' weirdo basketball player. You'd be talking about none other than Dennis Rodman. Yes, yeah. that's the one. <laughs> he's like, he's such a weirdo. Like, well, there's he an like, ambassador for America. Doesn't he dress up yeah. like a woman? Yeah. Not that there's anything uh, wrong with that. Yeah, actually, I think he does. Yeah, do but I'm pretty sure he's a cross-dressing black transvestite basketball player who's best friends with the president of North Korea. Yeah, but I honestly think... (laughs) I don't know. I honestly think that Kim Jong-un, I think, is a a major NBA fan. I think he does watch the NBA and he loves it. And I think what the deal is there is that Dennis Rodman's probably the only one whacked enough to go over and hang out with him. Because he was in jail for a while, wasn't he? he? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think he's... Been in and out. I just, it's a very weird, it's very, it's very Snuffleupagus and Big Bird kind of situation. So, uh, yeah, look, I think, I think America's, for years, has been... Look, there are so many things. We could sit here all night and talk about the things That's that right. Corey and I, again, quotation marks, I reckon, I reckon the, world, the next but... 12 months is going to be interesting, because Obama is supposed to be leaving office, mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. Donald Trump's going to be... But, but what, what seems to be the go is they're going to actually make it where he doesn't. So it'll be interesting to see if that happens. That's um, talking about something else that we're not really supposed to talk about. Yeah, there's probably a lot. (laughs) There's there's certain um, things that Corey and I are privy to that that if we say it out loud, it kind of sounds crazy and weird, so we don't usually choose to say it to a friend. It kind of sounds crazy weird when you say you're privy to it and you can't say it out loud to it. I think what it comes down to is... um, (laughs) Basically, there's... Any information we get is usually... Like YouTube, you're probably going to get the truest form of news in a lot of ways because people are able to film shit and, and put it straight up and people are able to, you know, where commercial television has got stops where there, they yeah. don't want this well, person sure. to come there, on. There like, are certain things that have been like, because I, I, 
you know, Corey and I both obviously follow like as, as much of the real news as we can on, on YouTube and, and certain websites and stuff. And we also are privy to, you know, uh, private groups on, on Facebook and stuff that deliver a certain amounts of information. And um, there have been, there's a, there's a group that I'm actually a part of that have actually predicted a few, of, not predicted in detail, but predicted certain events that have been happening in the world um, that have actually happened, as they said they would and, and when. Um, and there's going to, like Corey said, there's going to be a lot of things happening in the next 12 months that we're sure is going to happen. And it's going to make it so that Obama doesn't actually end up out of office because there's going to be certain either natural or um, warfare disasters that will, will keep him in state. It, it might be something and, that may distort the election. You know, it could yeah. be something, but the, the, yeah. Put it this way, I've basically got that much information in my head that I've said to Corey, if if the world hasn't ended by September 2017, we're going to have... What do you mean by well, ended? We're like going to have... Well, the world... If, if we'll, we'll have a kid. Do, there's, there's, there's certain to be certain things happening on, around that time. If, 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 if the world hasn't ended by September 17th, then we're having a baby. I think we'll, what we've got to hope for is that... <laughs> but actually, in, in the meantime, we're not even going to think about it because there's... You're so just practising like fuck. <laughs> yeah, I right. wish. <laughs> You're just... So, oh man, that's heavy. That's uh, oh, heavy thoughts. But you know what? I reckon you're bang on. I mean, I think, I mean, there's there's no way you get. Look, I think we've touched on this with. I'm not sure if it was you guys or we had. Um, we just seem to be heading down this conspiracy path with this podcast. So we don't mean to do it, but it just it's fun. Do you know to that talk the about. term conspiracy theorist was actually conspiracy theory or conspiracy theorist was actually a phrase conjured up. By the people that were trying to conspire against society to make the people that found the truth out look like fools. Well, that's what they say what happened with Roswell. Yeah. So the what term the, conspiracy what? theory is actually looked at as, oh, yeah, there's a conspiracy theory. But that was a term phrased by people that wanted the people that found the truth out to look like fools. Well, they seem to think that Roswell was uh, uh, the whole thing going on there with UFOs and that. Uh, basically, they're saying that, okay, well, let's say it's... It's an American base, and they have got technology there that they do want to keep a secret. They are flying things over that people don't see because they want to keep that edge on the military side of it. I mean, we talk about those, uh, uh, the SR-2, like Blackbirds and all that, when that was being... I mean, if you looked at that plane back then, you would have said, that just looks like a flying saucer. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the, the V bomber that they've got now, which uh, the stealth bombers that they've got now, which... Uh, completely uh, rudderless and, and you look at them and you think if you know if you don't know any better you think it's a flying saucer now yeah, yeah. Yeah. the whole alien things and there was the, the guy that rang up in America which I'm not sure who was saying oh, I've got information oh, I know things are oh, they're going to kill me and, and all this kind of stuff and then admittedly a few days later he ended up uh, disappearing from the face of the earth but yeah. then we've got the men in black and there's if you really just settle down and have a look at it all, it actually all correlates a little bit. Yeah. Now, these men in black, I think they're they're throwing, they're telling these people, okay, look, right, we've got some information. We've got some information for you. Um, now, that information is for me and you only. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, but you know, this is what's going on. Yeah, that I think the whole alien thing possibly was cooked up. In the way that we look at it, by the Americans, to so people go, 
Yeah, these guys are crazy. They're yeah. talking about aliens. So the thro- the thrown yeah. conjecture. There's a lot of things out there that are true, right? That yeah, like you said, they're they're made they're made like t- to make you feel stupid if you acknowledge that, that that it might exist. I mean, to the point where there's so many things, and I swear to fucking god, there are things happening right in front of our faces. All you have to do is look the fuck up at the sky and see what the fuck they're doing to us as a human society, right? All you need to do is move your head at a 40 degree angle and look up at the sky and see what the fuck they're doing to us. You don't have to know anything. You just look at the sky and say, that's not fucking normal. That's not right. People are spraying shit on the top of their heads. People will go, the people will notice and then they'll go, oh, well, we need to find out. How about we'll ring up the news? Oh, what's going on? Oh, oh, well, we've been told from scientists, you know, that this is what's going on and that the temperature with this and that. But at the end of the day, um, no. What I'm saying is <laughs> the point that I was getting to was that the easiest way to fool people is to do something in plain sight. If you do something in plain sight and then give them a kind of plausible reason as to why that might be happening, the masses will go, okay. So you're obviously getting back to contrast. Yep. What, what do you think people would be... What, what do you, well, firstly, what do you think it is that they're, they're spraying? Well, first, okay, well, there's and, maybe and a, secondly, there's a few different there's reasons a, as to why they're doing it, and there's a few different kind of chemical sprays. But before I answer that, let me just say the other day at work, because I don't like to talk about this to people unless I really want to know or, or talk about it, right? No, no, no. Or, but, or, or on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, just on a podcast. No, no, but I, I, I had a mother and a grandmother come in um, early for one of my... I, I, I work as a music teacher. And um, they came in a bit early for their, for their son and, and grandson's class. So we're sitting around talking for a bit before everyone else showed up. And the mother, the grandmother said, God, it's so hazy outside today, right? And... Let me just preface by saying that morning, Corey had told me, did you see the massive chemtrail that was left across the sky yesterday? I said, no, I didn't see the chemtrail, but today the sky looks like shit because after a chemtrail is sprayed in the sky, people, it spreads. It actually kind of physically blocks out the sun and makes the sky look very hazy, like there's a fog, even if there's no fog. Even it happens it's sunny, every day right? now. It's almost every Everyone's day. Everyone's conditioned to it now because it's how the sky is oh, 90% of the time. <laughs> anyway, so this grandmother comes in and she goes to me, God, it's so hazy outside, but I can't smell any smoke. And there's no fires anywhere nearby. And the sun looks like it's out, but it's really hazy. But I can kind of smell plastic in the air. And I just looked down at the ground and my boss's wife looked at me because she's kind of heard about chemtrails a little bit from me. And she's looked at me and gone, Jess, do you want to field this question? And I'm like, no. And they're like, she's like, no, they'll want to hear about it. They'll want to hear about it. And I just said to the, the two women, just go to, go to Google, look up geoengineering and look up chemtrails. And if you're still interested and want to talk about this shit, come back and talk to me. Because I don't want to be putting any preconceived notions or ideas in anybody's head because I will not claim to know everything about what's going on. Oh, you can't. We, but basically, no one would. But basically yeah. her, her, first, her first reaction, the grandmother's first reaction was, oh, are they spraying for mosquitoes? My boss thinks they're spraying for locusts. Yeah. So, so, but but, that, but that's how, like, even <laughs> even somebody that doesn't know about chemtrails, as soon as they hear something like, oh, we're being sprayed, 
there and, and this is, it's actually kind of sweet their immediate thought is oh well it's just somebody trying to do something nice for us which is what the government is trying to make us believe they're trying to make us believe that they're doing this chemtrail shit to do weather modification right to make it so the storms don't hit so much, so the rain doesn't come so much, so the sun doesn't shine too bright, so this doesn't happen, so that doesn't. Oh, but we're doing it for you. Yeah. Bullshit. It's like homeland security, and you know, oh, we've got cameras everywhere because we want to make sure everyone's You're safe. You're protected. You know? We um we. In the meantime, we're not allowed to get on a plane with a, a knife or a fork anymore because, you know, everything's we're getting restricted every almost. On a monthly basis, as far and as they're even starting to chip homeless people in the states in America. for their safety. Quotation marks, people for their safety. Bullshit. They want to keep people monitored. Like <laughs> they're already, they're dogs. already doing pets now, and that's you have to do it. Yeah. What? Why? But what if you live in the country and you don't want your dog chipped and it's got free range to run around? Why do you still have to? The, people need to sometimes look under what's actually been proposed to them and go, okay, that seems like an idea, but could there be another reason of why they're doing it? There's actually... Kids, babies born in America from next year onwards are going to be chipped at birth. And, and it's against... Happening. I mean, even that's in Australia happening. now, it is against the law to not have your children immunised. So basically, yeah, it's against one. the law to inject your fucking newborn baby with hepatitis, Okay. You have to inject them from birth. The second that they actually come out of the uterus, right, the second, they're injected, I think it's with four or six different fucking needles before they're even out of the womb. Like, basically, out of the womb, four needles. Oh, we're going to give you this because it's good for you because one day, one day, you may get sick. Why would they go to all that trouble? It's just, there's it so you, much going yeah, on. Yeah, when you... Step back and think of okay, hang on. I mean, I can see it from both sides. I can I can see it if the government are trying to immunise a child against. I mean, I know the polio one's been around forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, but what a lot of kids are getting these shots and then getting they're getting fucked up straight away, and it's happening with a lot of people. Well, I don't I don't know if it's so much the shots or. I mean, this is just me me speaking for me. Or, or is a lot of a diet? Giant. I think diet has a lot um, to do with issues that's going on. Diet is a huge one. Okay? I think there's just too many sugars and too it's many bad foods. It's not even that, it's preservatives. But the thing is, the, thing is, the, the, point that I'm, the point that I'm getting to, right, is this is going to sound so pessimistic coming from me because I'm like the eternal optimist, even in today's society. They're making certain things mandatory, right? And they're telling us it's an immunisation. What's really in those injections? But can't do you know what I mean? Can't though? people do an independent test and test? No, for because it? there's no such thing anymore. There's no such thing as independent study because the second that you try to find the truth, people kill you or just put you out of business or just take away your funding. The there's guy no that invented the thing. car that ran on water, he was about to release it two days before he released it. He ended up getting nabbed. Never came out. Why? Because he was going to stop fuel going into all these cars that the government are going to make a lot of money from. There's, there's they don't want to lose money. I mean, that, is, uh, that isn't crazy talk. No. What you're saying is very possible and very, very... The plane that went down with all the people... Oh, with that stop, patient, don't even go there. there there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that's not really adding up right. Oh, you're talking MH370? Yeah. 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 Every single person on that plane was 
rela- not related is in the physical sense, but related to the subject of this certain patent of a particular part that was to do with a, a geo, a, a, what was it, a war, war, um, what is it, bomb or whatever it was. Yeah, it was some sort of, some sort of, some sort of like, you know. A painting, like a, a right to it or something. Yeah. This is the one that disappeared in the, in yeah. the. Yeah. Disappeared. Off WA, so they seem to think yeah, that's yeah. 370, right? Because yeah. MH17 was the one over yeah. Roger. And now now that they're all dead, only one person owns a right to that thing. Yeah, who wasn't on the plane. Rothschild. And guess, guess what? Mwahaha! A Rothschild. Um, the second plane that got shot down. Have they, they haven't found that plane yet either. So which one? The first what? one? Or the second one? The first, the first one. one. The first one. Oh, no. Oh, no funny, they, did they funny, find bits? Funny, oh, yes. Very oh, they conveniently. Put, they put bits out there. They they very, con- very conveniently found it where the university students thought that, you know, when they tapped it out on a, on a fucking map and worked out the wind and stuff, went, you know, oh, this is where this is, might be where some wreckage might come up. And like five months later, oh, miraculously, a oh, fucking wind thing. pops up. Yeah. Bullshit. It was fucking planted. <clears throat> Um, that plane, apparently Sorry. there's an American base in between WA and Africa. In the middle somewhere, there's an island where they use it as a base. It could have just landed there and fucking who knows what happened to the people. But the one that got shot over during... Over Russia. Over Russia. There was people on that plane that were, they were coming from an AIDS conference. To an AIDS conference. To an AIDS conference in Melbourne. Yep. Talking about new revelations that they had found in the cure for AIDS. But AIDS was planned. AIDS was made up. AIDS was put out there, and they've got they could stop AIDS like that if they really wanted to. They stop cancer too if they wanted to. There's a lot of they're giving they, us cancer. Put it this way: they're, they, they're able to do a lot more than food. what they're giving us credit that we, we did to. You know, you you spoke before, but you spoke before about food and shit like that. Yep. It's not even just like the shit that's packaged and bullshit fucking preservatives and fucking numbers and bullshit things on our chemicals on our packets. <laughs> they're feeding it to our fucking animals tripping, and shit tripping like out that. The bleak meter. <laughs> <laughs> but they're putting it in our animals. They're putting it in it. In every single product, in our grass, in our corn, even if we don't eat meat, it's on our fucking plants. Everything's GMO now, like corn and soybean. There is nowhere on the face of the earth that you can find any soy or corn product that's not got fucking GMO in it. There's and, nowhere. And if there is a place that are doing it still, they're being sued. They're going there and they're getting sued, and they, yeah. they can't they can't clean their seeds. Clean? No, that's illegal. You've you got to you've got to buy our seeds, seeds off us. Yeah. So um, this and is then, why I don't eat meat. Pharmaceutical companies, you know, they're putting a lot of stuff out there because they, they want us to be sick and they want us to buy more medication. So if someone's depressed, oh here, have some tablets that'll make you feel better, and you keep coming back and getting those same tablets back off us. And eat your shit. It's all, it's all, it's all about it's all about this. Mate. Just to counter that, I mean, I'm going to play Pontius Pilate a little bit and just ponder the the other side of it. Yeah. Um, so. So they're creating all these things to, to, to boost the pharmaceutical companies to create the monopoly of wealth going to the right people once again. Uh, they do it through warfare. They do it through chemical uh, manipulation yep. of crops and well, food. Or they might want to flood out New Orleans. No worries, we can do that. Oh, you're going, you're going <laughs> to specifics now, baby. I think he's heading towards Harp. Yeah, yeah. He's heading Harp. towards Harp there. So. Yeah, yep. Um, that's just been disbanded too. The whole Harp project's been... Do you ever see the clouds and it's got that wa- wave of going through? They kind of look like yeah. that H 
has to be a part of that. If they, if they spray something and it's in a straight line and then they just press a couple of buttons to make it go like that, and all of a sudden it's starting to spread. I've actually got, like, because, like I said, we're members of a few different groups on Facebook and stuff. There's actually chemtrails that have been recorded in different areas of the world. They're actually fucking having the balls now enough to do fucking pentagrams in the yeah, sky. Yeah, they're actually doing the shape of pentagrams. I'm not that. fucking oh, kidding you. It's all on YouTube. They're doing fucking and strange sounds coming from the sky. If you look that up on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. That oh. was really freaking like, yeah. Almost operatic. Yeah. Again, that, that could be heart. Who knows? But it's something that's not normal. I, 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 I mean, I, I do, I do, I love, I do spend hours on YouTube looking at this stuff. Yeah. Because I'm a very easily fascinated person, but I'll, I've got a, an open I've mind. got a thirst for intrigue. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I, I you love. Show him David Icke. I, yeah. I know David Icke. I know yeah. exactly who you're talking awesome. about. Not just David Icke. Talk to people like Ken, Randall Carlson. Yeah. Uh, um, we've got a, we've got a, um, a lecture that he does from Harvard University on DVD. At no, home. Oxford University. The Oxford, sorry. Yeah. Oxford University. All the universities were started yeah, up by I, the Illuminati. I, I watch a lot of his uh, blogs and I, I, I listen to a lot of his stuff and. Um, yeah, he does. He his take on on the war is very. I mean, I can hear what you guys are saying. You're basically reiterating everything that I've listened to him mm. say for the last two or three years. Yeah, yeah, two or three years, especially well, he's been since I've switched on to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an amazing man, and yeah. look, everything he says just it's great to think that. But of on on the complete flip side too, and I guess this is steering away from the conspiracy theory to some of the world's problems is that. We've got, uh, I wonder how many humans is too many for the world. And I wonder if this in a way is to try and control the amount. Yeah. Because the thing is, if you were to go on a ground level and, and go like China and try and stop breeding on the ground level, it, it's a difficult process. It's an expensive process. So when it's we see things like chemtrails, all this they're allowed thing. to have two kids now. They've just recently. It's funny you say that, Joe. I, I, I think this is where the relation may be. I think I think it could be the government's way of saying, well, right, do you we know need what? to stem it's this. Funny, it's funny you but say that. But then we shouldn't need it in Australia. No, but it's funny you say that because yeah. David Icke actually talks about that. And he talks about the fact that the new world order, they want to only have their world order and nobody else. They want to fucking rid the world. That's human humans, nature. Yeah. And, that, oh, and totally. well, that's the thing, and that's yeah. what if, it's about. If, if you could pick fifteen people to survive, and the rest of the world suddenly disappear, yeah, you're gonna pick. But you know what's funny? Like I've even, I've even I've even seen a DVD. Ever... I've even seen a DVD piece about how Muslims breed. I've been using quotation marks this whole time, guys, in a lot of things, and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but how uh, quotation marks how Muslims breed? All right. Now they're talking about how even <coughs> if Westerners decided to breed more than they already are, which is one and a half children per family and blah, 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 and all this bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. You know, the, the Muslims are so-called meeting, matching them, you know, it's six to one, all right? So, like, this is a number I'm pulling out of my ass right now, but this is, like, a fair comparison, you know? Like, for every child that a Western family has, the Muslims are having, like, six. And this whole DVD that I've seen is, like, so by the time it's 2020, the whole country is going to be overridden by Muslims. Scare tactic, scare tactic, scare tactic. We're going to be overrun by fucking Muslims. Guess what? They're human beings. Who the fuck I've got a very lateral take on that. Yeah. Is that um, I'd like to take that 
what you just said and then look at the figures of, say, Muslim people living in a modern society. Yeah. Versus, because I, I find that there's a correlation between people who don't live in a modern society have more children, um, who don't have the mod cons and all that kind of stuff have, and for a few reasons. One, survival. It's yeah. natural to have more children because it's, it's yeah. tougher for the kids to survive. Yeah. And two, which is sometimes a little bit comical, is the fact that we always used to say, oh, what, didn't mum and dad own a TV? No, they don't. They're, they're, we we have lost the art uh, got goats. as a human race. <laughs> we have lost the art as a human race to go, okay, um, let's spend some time together and let's talk to each other. Next thing you know, that conversation leads a little bit sexual. Next thing you know, we're aroused. Next thing you know, we're... Well, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm, the point I'm trying to make is that... We're that, not just swept up by computers, television, Well, that, no, that, but that DVD was yeah. basically trying to say, doesn't matter what you do, by the time that you're 30 or 40... The whole country, the whole world's going to be overrun by Muslims and that's evil, evil, evil. And it's like, well, do you know what? At the end of the day, they're human beings. Who the fuck cares if they're Muslim, Christian, fucking Hindu, Buddhist, whatever. That's right. Like, the, the world's going to do not what Doc the world's going to do. <laughs> Anyone but do you Doc know what fans. I mean? Like, why, why, is it such a bad thing? why is it such a bad thing that they're having more children than us? Why is that a bad thing? It was like well, this the thing, thing is, you can take anything. You can it. take you can take like a kid walking down the street with two ice creams, and you can sit there and turn it into, oh, why is he having two ice creams? Well, you can look at it one way, and you can look at it another, and that's exactly what's going on. Yeah. You're just taking facts and figures, and you're just yeah. construing them to, to work for you and, and, and what you want to believe. Yeah. He's walking down the street for two ice creams because, hey, it's a hot day, and by the t- he's going to lose half of it. So yeah. he was thinking smart. He wants a whole ice cream. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to buy two because he's going to lose half of it to the melting. Or he's greedy and he, you know, he's a glutton and blow. And he can look at it that way. Or he could be taking one home to his sister. Or you know, like this kid's just. You know, so there's, we can take any bit of information and we can turn it to be whatever we want it to be. You know, just like you can with editing, and and you see people on the news going, "Hang on a minute, I didn't mean that." And yeah, it's so yeah. easy yeah. to oh, yeah. take information. That's and, why we don't watch you know. mainstream media. Got on this, Bill Hicks. <laughs> yeah, he's another good one. Yes. There you go. Anyway, let's get off the heaviness. <laughs> I need a cigarette. <laughs> well, once again, I'm gonna we'll we'll leave it there. We'll a lot to think about. Pretty heavy. We didn't even talk about music much. Well, actually, that's that with no, you. That was did. pretty cool. But um, but just don't forget to look up Dichotomy on uh, SoundCloud and also on YouTube. Dichotomy at Take the L on YouTube and just Dichotomy on SoundCloud. Have a listen. And once again, you've been listening to the Stacks podcast. My name is Jai D, and I am the host of Stacks. He is. If you would like to uh, voice your opinion, you can find us on Facebook, on Stacks Podcast Facebook. Uh, you can also listen to us on SoundCloud and keep your ears out on iTunes as we do want or we do wish to be up there shortly so you can actually download and listen in your own time. Once again, Corey. Jess, Hello. from the Thank band Dichotomy, always love talking to you guys, always interesting, never boring, <laughs> I can't wait to get you back again, I'll make it maybe a little bit longer than maybe two episodes, but I'll definitely get you guys back in shortly, no and uh, you guys don't live far from here, so it's great for you to come on down and uh, spend some time with me, sip on a little bit of Jack Daniels, and uh, and uh, have a bit of fun. Toodaloo! Take Toodaloo, care. folks. 
Thank you very much from Stax. We're out. Out. Hey, man. You look like you like your heavy metal. Yeah, I do. Hey, go on there, girl's friend. <laughs> girl's friend. Girl's friend. <laughs> Hang on. Girl's friend. You, you'll catch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go on, man. You look like your heavy metal. Yeah, pretty metal, eh? That's pretty heavy metal. Oh, hang on. You look like you're in the like, heavy metal too, eh? Yeah, bro, I'm totally into heavy metal, bro. Oh, that's really cool. Do you want to join a band? Oh, fuck yeah, man. I want to join a band. Oh, man, but the only problem playing heavy metal is usually it's going to be loud. And like we live around a lot of people that are going to get mad if we play loud. What do you think we could do about it? We'll have to get out of the rock garage and tune up. Oh yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Tell they're me really, more about it. They're really cruisy down there, man. They've got like food and stuff. <laughs> my my girlfriend's boyfriend's boyfriend's cousin's boyfriend's girlfriend said he went to the rock garage last weekend and it's totally rock. <laughs> That's pretty cool, eh? I might have to take myself down there and like fully check it out. Just yeah. don't watch out because Corey Hodges steals all the cheesels. <laughs> oh, cheesel stealer. Can't wait to run into that guy. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, Rock right. Garage. Rock Garage, eh? There, I'm gonna go jam at the Rock Garage. Rock Holy Garage. Shit, bro. Holy Rock shit. Garage. 24 Uniform Mercer Lane, Jingle Up, just off Wind Road, right next door to Jingle Up Music. The Rock Garage, the place to be for all your jamming necessities. The Rock Garage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Cool. <laughs> if we're gonna do one more. Um, We'll change our tag. What are we in? What sort of band are we in now? We're in a... We're um, in like a, a British pop band. Yes, <laughs> bad, bad, bad British accent. Yeah. Hello, geezer. What's going on then? Well, I don't know. It's the first time I've been here. Oh, my God. Have you guys been to this new place in Joondalup? It's called the Rock Garage. Oh, that's all right for last mods. We can get down there and rock out with our sock out. Well, I think I might even take Betty. Oh my god, fuck Betty, just come and see Jai at the Rock Garage, you'll be totally rocking all night long. They're in Joondalup. In Joondalup on Mercer Lane. I, 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 I think I went past that place and there was a lady there who looked a bit like that Dame Edna Reveridge, but she had purple hair just like her playing electric guitar going, look at my puff hat. <laughs> 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 what you pussy cat? I was trying to do Mrs. Slocum. <laughs> What's that show? French! Oh, uh, I. <laughs> that would have been good until we just fucked her. Her name was Miss Bucket. Was that the one where her name was Miss. No, she... Mrs. Slocum. Okay, I think of a different one. Are oh, you being served? Oh! Are you being served? Yeah, you know that. Yes. Oh, what'd you like to come up and see my pussy? <laughs> Let's go. You said you loved me, but then you left me. You thought that I'd come round.
Shake of all 